Hello everybody, you might have noticed that intro sounded a little bit different it and it's because we're recording at our parents and I forgot to bring my laptops. Idiot. <laughs> so we have no uh, record uh, editing uh, suite and uh, none of our pre-recorded sounds. I like how you say editing suite like we have an editing suite. I know, I couldn't think what to call it. Editing software. <laughs> editing software. Um, if it offended you. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Our, our pianist works very hard for what for what we pay him, <laughs> which is nothing. Well, you know, he gets to be with me. That's payment enough. That's punishment enough. Punishment enough. Um, so uh, be nice. But yeah, we got a, a bespoke performance from our original composer and performer. We did. Yeah, so and it was played live on the recording. Obviously, it's not live while you're listening to it because uh, they're just sitting there. Rush, shut can... up! Rush, shut up! Just sit there. No, you can't move. They'll hear you move. Shut up! Shut up! Just shush! Shh! <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to come and work for us, <laughs> this We're is really a nice people. wonderful environment you can expect. Yeah. Okay, we've also got to remember to do the violin sound and our outro music. I am buzzing for this. Um, How are we going to do that? You guys are going to see something real special. All right. <laughs> I had a nap because, as you might be able to tell from my voice, I'm a bit poorly. So, when Marsha and Ross were working out the logistics of all this, I was having a kip, so it's, mm. it's a journey for me too. Listen up. <laughs> Who knows what will happen? I am just going to sing it. <laughs> That's oh. all it is. <laughs> I was like building Sorry, this up. Listener. Right, we are on episode four. four? Yeah, cool. Just start reading it and be like, we did these notes! <laughs> of the turn of the screw. Oh, whilst you were sleeping, Dad was like, has that got anything to do with the taming of the shrew? Right, can, can we... <laughs> I'm going to put a vote on Instagram. Because my partner was also like, is that like the Shakespeare thing? And I was like, no. Mm. Apparently, it doesn't even sound similar, but clearly it does. <laughs> Everyone's saying it, fair yeah, enough. Okay. So, cr- clearly... Henry James was a copier of William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. All in black and shine. Anyway. Are we getting back into it? We're getting back into it. beautiful. So last week we met the second ghost, Mrs. Jessel, and established that the children were probably abused by Mrs. Jessel and almost definitely by Quint. Um, when you said Mrs. Jessel, that went it is Mrs. Mrs. Jessel. Yeah, when it is Mrs. Gross. And I was like, what? I was like, you yeah. think you know somebody. Wow, you think person <laughs> no but i mean mrs gross is still part of the abuse i mean she's like, gross she's gross and she's just like oh well i don't want to cause any trouble so i thought i just let the kids get raped funny well, fair enough you know you, you, <sighs> you don't want to upset the apple cart yeah so moving on from that uh horrific side of the story mm. who knew the horror book would have horrors <laughs> uh, maybe not the ones we thought it would but here we are mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting child rape neither was i it was at this point when i was like sat at my desk writing up notes and i was like is that what happened? I had to Google it. And then Google was like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Plot twist. It's horrible. That's horrible. They're like, it's a scary book. Wow. It's scary. Wow. And there's child rape. Yeah. It's like, there's there's a ghost story and then there's child rape. It's <laughs> a bit of a leap. Do you want to know there's an eyelash hanging off your other eyelashes? Would you like it? Close your eyes. I'm scared, listener. I'm scared. There you go. Would you like to make a wish? Yeah. Right. What am I going to wish for? <laughs> there you go. Then you'll never know, because otherwise it won't come true. <laughs> right. So, Danny sees Quint again and finds Flora out of bed. Discovering Flora looking out of the window, Flora... Uh, hang on. Yes. So, yeah, Danny um, sees Quint again, um, and she she gets up in the night, mm. goes out, um, sees Quint again, finds Flora out of bed, and discovers Flora Gross. looking out of the window. And Flora actually speaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, she does, and she's really weird. Yeah, she is. Um, so shocking, I know. A main character in the story has lines, but yes, she's very <laughs> creepy and cryptic. Ready for more? Mm. Here we go. Uh, so from this moment on, Danny starts having much more difficulty sleeping. She starts seeing more and more strange things. She never see. Oh, she doesn't see Quinn again for a little while. Mm. Um, but on the same steps um, where she just um, where you saw him the night that. Sorry, let me go back and rephrase a little bit. <laughs> so she does see him again. Um, and she's about to see him again, um, which is the night that Flora disappears. Flora disappears? Wow, for a little while. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, kids do wander off. About to big disappearance. <laughs> oh, I bet. Well, shit's Danny up. Right. So after the chilling uh, sight of Quint on the stairs, she goes back, finds Flora behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, and Flora speaks to her and uses a phrase like, 
I wasn't hiding, you old dear. Yeah. Um, and it's just really fucking weird about it. So she goes to bed. And it's for of... a... Okay, no, that's spoilers. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> um, so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little while goes by. And so she, so from that moment on, Danny starts having much more difficulty sleeping. She starts seeing more and more strange things. Mm. She doesn't see Quinn again after that night that Flora disappeared. Um, most her hiding behind the curtain, but she does see something else. Ooh. Um, so she's she's at the top of the stairs where she saw Quint, mm-hmm. and she sees something down at the bottom. So it's like the rules are reversed. Gross. Um, looking down it from the top, I once recognised the presence of a woman seated on one of the lower steps with her back presented to me. Her body half bowed and her head in an attitude of woe in her hands. I had been there but an instant, however, when she vanished without looking round at me. I knew for all that exactly what dreadful face she had to show. And I wondered whether, if instead of being above, I had been below, I should have had the the same nerve for going up that I had lately shown Quint. So just a little recap. She was not afraid of Quint when she saw him standing up there. She was only afraid when she went back to the room and couldn't find Flora. Mm -hmm. Flora was there. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck about her own personal safety. She, she was not, like, fucking yeah. come at me, Quint, you dick. She was like, I have had it up to here with you. Yeah, but like, this time she is scared. She is scared. Yeah, yeah. Because the woman, mm. so there are kind of three ghosts. There's Miss mm. Jessel, Quint, and the one with the terrible face. <laughs> That's you. That's me. <laughs> um, and obviously, if people watch the show, mm. you know that the, they showed that as being a terrible face, but it was just like blank. Yeah. Um, we don't really find out exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. And it's just that... Ah, really horrible face. Mm. Oh, um, I, and so one night, Danny is suddenly awoke. <gasps> I slept immediately. And as I afterwards knew, till about one o'clock. But when, I woke it, but when I woke, it was to sit straight up as completely roused as if a hand had shaken me. I had left a light burning, but it was now out. And I felt an instant certainty that Flora had extinguished it. Sorry, I'm half reading over your shoulder and I read that as Flora had extinguished and I was like, fuck it, hell. No. Uh, <laughs> like, she's out like a light. just blew the light. Isn't that fucking creepy? Yeah, no, that's fucking disgusting. Get fuck off, Flora. Flora. Fucking hate you. This brought me to my feet and straight in the darkness to her bed, which I found she had left. A glance at the window enlightened me further and the striking of a match completed the picture. The child had again got up, this time blowing out the taper, and had again, for some purpose of observation or response, squeezed in behind the blind and was peering out into the night. Flora, you're weird. Disgusting. No, it's no. Oh, did she see anything interesting in the night at least? Well, well. You like to know. <laughs> Hidden, protected, absorbed, she evidently rested on the sill. The casement opened forward and gave herself up. There was a great still moon to help her, and the fact and this fact had counted me in quick decision. She was face to face with the apparition we had met at the lake, and could now communicate with it as if she had not then been able to. So is that Miss Jessel? That's Miss Jessel, face to face, outside upstairs window, pressed up against it. No, Miss Jessel. Disgusting. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. So fuck off. Also, Those are the rules. I'd just like to take this moment to appreciate how far our Danny has come. Mm. Remember when she saw Quinn for the second time and she described him to Mrs. Gross and he, she was like, Emily, that man's dead. And she was like, dead! <laughs> and screeched. Yeah. Which is a completely understandable reaction. Mm. She's like, oh, that's creepy. Mm. Best, go, best go check on Miles. <laughs> I'll leave you to your creepy... To be, well, to be fair, Flora seems like she's got this. She's got this. She knows what she's doing with them freaky, freaky fucks. She knows what's up. Yeah. But oh, my microphone has slipped. Yeah. There we go. Hopefully that's better, guys. (laughs) So Danny is like weirdly chill about that when it was fucking disgusting. Yeah, that was horrendous. Um, So yeah, Danny is chill though and backs out of the room, determined to find another window to watch out of. Sorry, I want to see the show, to be fair. No, me. I want to see the show. Literally, so she backs out of the window. Uh, backs out. Of the <laughs> she door. jumps out the window. I mean, she's not fucking about. Can you imagine that? Like this child in my care is seeing a just to ghost flag vision. it. If you can hear our dog barking, yeah, I hear it too. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, she's a dick. <laughs> um, so she, uh, her priorities are so weird, though. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna take Flora away from the ghost. I'm gonna leave them chatting. <laughs> I want to get a look in. Oh yeah. To be fair, there is a kid chatting to a ghost. I do not think I'd react any differently. <laughs> So after this terrifying sighting, Danny thinks of running into Miles' room to look out of his window. After all, he could be in on it too, and his window is obviously on the same mm, side of the house. Mm. They all be chatting to ghosts. Um, however, she concludes that he might be innocent and sound asleep and waking up to the... To after him. all this, you know, Miles was the one that was sent back from school for being bad, but he might actually be normal. And Flora's a freaking little shit. <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly. She's like, it's pretty traumatic if I just burst in like, there's a ghost at your 
way down. <laughs> like I might do some damage. Yeah, yeah fair so enough. Yeah, so she's out there being like, might be a tad traumatic. I mean, not that he's ever experienced trauma before, this kid. But... No, 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 no. Not that they're the trauma twins. No, not at all. <laughs> if I was a bad bully at school, I'd call them the trauma twins. They are the trauma twins. Fucking are. Yeah, so um, she goes down the corridor to one of the grand bedrooms, which is out of use currently, because that's always how it is in old houses, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm like, well, we have an entire wing that we don't use, but I keep it well <laughs> To be fair, we have an know. entire wing that we don't use. What do you mean we don't use it? That's for the ghosts. Oh, yeah, my mistake. Oh, Sorry. My mistake, my mistake. <laughs> it's not for the ghosts. She only goes in there to look out the fucking window. Oh, wow. it's on that side of the house. So fucking like, hell. Can you imagine, though, living in a house so big, like, oh, I have to go to a whole separate wing to look out a fucking window. <laughs> Anyway, so she goes down the corridor to the grand bedroom, which is out of use currently, but Mrs. Gross keeps it in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. There, Danny pulls all the shutters um, open to allow her to look outside. Achieving this transi- transit, I uncovered the glass without a sound and, applying my face to the pane, was able, was able the darkness without being much less than within, mm. fucking sentence structure, my God, <laughs> to see that I commanded the right direction. Then I saw something more. Ooh. The moon made the night extraordinarily penetrable. <laughs> the choice of words in this, like, someone must have done like a Freudian, Freudian reading of this and been like, why are you obsessed? Because there's a bit later on where she's like, I carried on unmolested. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> You're like, you know, it's always a bonus. Yeah, like, uh, good for you. I'm going to say that, oh, this night is so penetrable. Literally, um, um, what was um, the other one they had in here about the kids? It was something like, it's of a similar vibe, like the children were like, Undirt. It wasn't. It was something much more obvious than that. But it was like unpenetrated. Like <laughs> the children remained unpenetrated. Oh no! It was something Good. like the, go- the children had the children's minds have been penetrated by the ghost uh, or something. You're like, yeah, you exactly what you yeah, meant. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, disgusting. Anyway, it's all disgusting. So then I saw something more. The moon made the night extraordinarily penetrable and showed me on the lawn a person diminished by distance. Sorry, I just have to flag again. The moon showed her. Hello, look down here. It's a person. It's a person. <laughs> Wanna come check? Wanna come see this person on the door? It's a person and it's night time. They're freaky. They're scary. Who stood there motionless and as if fascinated looking up to where I had appeared. Looking, that is, not so much straight at me as at something that was apparently above me. Yeah, no. There was clearly another person above me. There was a person on the tower, but the presence on the lawn was not in the least what I had conceived and had confidently hurried to meet. The presence on the lawn, I felt sick as I made it out, was poor little Miles himself. Ew, so Flora's in her room chatting to Miss Jessel outside the window. Yeah. Miles is on the lawn, supposedly probably looking up at Quint on the tower. Yeah. And she's just like in the middle, like, there's one right above me, isn't there? It's right above Fucking ghosts everywhere. So yeah, fucking disgusting. Mm. So then it jumps to the next morning. Oh like, no! <laughs> look, I have I have so many questions. Literally, you build up the scene, you finally get the tension there, and it's like, moving on. It was not till late next day when I spoke to Mrs. Gross. So <laughs> I fuck you. My notes are just say, fucking what? What happened? Did you get him or leave him out there? And <laughs> she's like, they seem to have this sorted. <laughs> like, I'm going back to bed, to be fair. <laughs> so next morning, Danny tells everything to Mrs. Gross about what the hell happened last night. Mm. After seeing Miles out on the lawn, she did rush out down to get him. Yeah. That's um, what she's saying to Mrs. Gross. It ain't documented in the events, is it, love? No. I reached the point of what Miles had said to me when, after seeing him at such a monstrous hour, almost on the very spot where he happened now to be, I had gone down to bring him in, choosing then at the window with a concentrated need of not al- um, need of not alarming the house rather than method of any noisier Sorry. process. Of not alarming the house? Why again is that your main priority right now? Fucking scream the house down. Be like, they're out there chatting to ghosts. But even like... If you even if mean, there weren't ghosts, the children are out on the lawn. There's a big lake on yeah. that property. Like, Miles is only like... Not eight And he's got ten. fucking mental issues. He's got problems. He's out of bed in the garden. Yeah. And there's a lake. Like, yeah. scream, be like, we need to go get him in. Literally. But, like, if they like, phrased... Well, you to wake anyone? If they'd phrased it differently, like, she, like, you know, if it was like, obviously you're not meant to wake someone who's um, sleepwalking because yeah. they can freak out. If she'd phrase it like that, you'd be like, okay. Not just like, I don't want to disturb anyone. The children are just being very odd. Yeah, like... The children are conversing with the dead. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How many, like, have you never worked in a nanny situation where the children just casually chat to the dead? I thought you were going to come in with something sincere then. Like, Marsha, I've worked in the nursery. I've got to tell you, sometimes kids are weird. But like, have you, have you never when they've spoken to the dead? 
No. <laughs> Kids are weird. Kids are fucking weird. My favourite one in the nursery that I remember was... <laughs> Again, what are we going to come out with? was when they brought their uncle in and it was actually the devil. And it was actually <laughs> Satan himself. It was, a, it was an interesting day. It's an interesting uh, careers afternoon. <laughs> my daddy's Satan. Um, um. No, my favourite was it was just before Christmas and we had a little girl in. She was like two. And I knew her parents were moving house mm. and her mum was also about like nine months pregnant mm. so ready to drop and it was like a week before christmas and this kid used to walk around holding like on those toy wooden bricks and like holding yeah. it to her ear and just like miming <laughs> the most stressed phone calls you know like <laughs> hand on forehead just sort of like miming like this absolute anguish of like talking down the phone i was like is your mom kind of stressed oh. out at the moment <clears throat> she didn't don't get the concept though when the baby was born i asked her are you a big sister mm. uh i asked her like do you have a baby sister or a baby brother and she was like I'm a big sister. And I was like, I, I know. I fucking know that. I know, sweetie, but are you a big sister? Oh, <laughs> are you a big sister or a big brother? Actually, I see why I confused her. I see why. I see why now. Uh, <laughs> my, bad. Smart. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. Sorry, child. Uh, that was me. My bad. Why do you know? <laughs> Back to the story. As soon as I appeared in the moonlight on the terrace... He had come to me as straight as possible, on which I had taken his hand without a word and led him through the dark spaces, up the staircase where Quint had so hungrily hovered for him. <laughs> no, then... you can't hungrily hover for kids. Quint, Quint fuck off. Stop it, you dirty old man. Yeah. Had hovered for him along the lobby where I had listened and trembled and so to his, uh, and so to his forsaken room. Not a sound on the way had passed between us, and I had wondered, oh, how I had wondered if he were groping about in his dreadful little mind for something plausible and not too grotesque. What? Groping around in his poor little mind for something... Not poor. Dreadful little mind. <laughs> Funny. Um, dreadful. Something plausible. So she's like, at this point, this is where Danny starts to lose a little bit because she's like, they're in league with the dead. <laughs> but it's like, but... I feel like all of this is like, Danny. No, I would react exactly the same. <laughs> Danny. They are creepy though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you listen to the way the kids talk, it is scary. But it is a bit victim-blaming, like, oh, he was out of bed with his abuser. What kind of twisted little shit are you going to say about it? Rape aside, like, yeah, completely victim-blaming. Rape aside, great way to start a sentence. (laughs) Katie's just blowing her nose. Um, I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. But no. Rape aside. I was going to say, if she's not really fully comprehended that bit yet, and if you're just like, there's ghosts everywhere. Wait, there are kids out with the ghosts. Are you fucking in on it? Are you fucking enjoying this i suppose also when you come face to face and the girl's just there casually chatting with the guys <laughs> yeah. like do 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 leave her alone <laughs> back away Not from the child cool we don't we don't like ghosts here <clears throat> anyway so yeah she thinks he's in league with quince somehow mm. <coughs> sorry you think because he's been she, she thinks because he's been abused he's no longer innocent and therefore bad and somehow responsible for the bad things that happened to him brilliant what so what, Danny? Fucking test of the Durbervilles again. Like, well, someone in her heritage was probably an arsehole, so she had it coming getting yeah, raped. Yeah, she had it coming. All these poor rape victims, had they had it coming, eh? They did, exactly. Mm. I'm sure we could write a fantastic self-block tango about that. Like that <laughs> Very um, inappropriate self-block tango. But it would obviously be a joke. <laughs> obviously, obviously, obviously. Anyway. And they did have it coming. They did have it coming. Mm. Uh, so anyway, so Danny asks Miles to tell her what is going on, and um, then we get this creepy little quote. <clears throat> You must tell me now, and all the truth. What did you go out for? What were you doing there? I can still see his wonderful smile, the whites of his beautiful eyes, and the uncovered of his cl- and the uncovering of his clear teeth shine Ooh. to me in the dusk. If I tell you why, will you understand? Mm. My heart at this leapt into my mouth. Would he tell me? I can't tell you if I understand. You might just chat absolute shit, mate. Also, why, like... It- why does she speak so weirdly about it? It's like, she... she Why are um, his teeth clear? <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Like, you go, you think you're brushing too hard? Yeah, I can see right through those. There is no enamel left on them. You've got to lay off the vinegar. <laughs> Literally. But also, the way the writer has written Danny's like description of the children is exactly the way men write about women they fancy mm. in novels. So like, the luminous glow of her cheek and her ambiance of wailing <laughs> hair and her boobly 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 <laughs> his clear teeth his okay. clear teeth and the whites of his eyes um, I don't think I've ever looked at a human and been like 
Yes, it's the whites of your eyes that is what I'm into right now. Like That's what I'm really liking. Damn, you got some creamy whiteies. You got some creepy whiteies right there. <laughs> so then this happens. I don't know how else to introduce it. <clears throat> well, he said at last, just exactly in order that you should do this. Do what? Think me, for a change, bad. Ooh. I shall never forget the sweetness and gaiety with which he brought out the word, nor how, on top of it, he bent forward and kissed me. It was practically the end of everything. I met his kiss and had to make and had to make while I folded him for a minute in my arms the most stupendous effort not to cry. He had given exactly the account of himself that permitted least my going behind it, and it was only with the effect of confirming my acceptance of it that I had presented that I had presently glanced about the room. I could say, and when did you go down? Pardon? Oh, to be fair, I, so. I cut a little bit out because it reads really weirdly, but it actually does make perfect sense. I'll go back to it in a second. Firstly, let's just unpack. What, he kissed her on the cheek or properly? I don't, well, that's all we have. That's all we have. I'm going because she kind of like said she crumpled and was like, "Oh, cute." So I'm going with on the cheek. But met his kiss. Did you kiss the kid, Danny? Did he go for the cheek and did you turn your head, Danny? Because that's fucking on you, mate. Yeah, like I just I'm sure we need a little more details there. Like, little, little more details. I think I think it was the cheek because I think at that point he's he's like. He's happily and like sweetnessly saying like thank me for a change. Bad. I I read that as Michael <clears throat> Jackson like I'm bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Literally>, like, <coughs> so I was saying like if it was like he said it really sadly and then crumpled and been like oh I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? It'd be different. But someone just really like, happy. Think of me as bad. <laughs> yeah. I just like I mean I want to say a spoiler of why he might have gone for the lips. <clears throat> but yeah. Weird. Well, she doesn't seem that vexed at the moment, but so I'm going with cheek. Yeah. So this was the bit I, I was just going to cut out, but then I, mm. I didn't really realise that it, it, what I'd cut out also made it weird. Mm. Then you didn't undress at all? Pardon? He fa- he fairly glittered in the gloom. Not at all. I sat up and read. So she, she means you never got ready for bed at all. You just waited until right. I was... But obviously when you first read it, you're like, why are you seducing a child? <laughs> Hasn't he been through enough? Yeah. And when did you go down? As in go downstairs. Mm. At midnight, when I'm bad, I am bad. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. It's charming. But how could you be sure? <laughs> Sorry. I it. Don't is you know it? I'm bad? I see. It is charming. Oh, it's so weird. I, I, I wouldn't lead with charming, <laughs> but okay. Charming. Literally. Oh, how he blushes, how he blushes, my pretty. <laughs> What's that from, so people know? Oh, it's Natasha Pierre and the great comet of, I don't know, like 1812 or something. Yeah, musical. How he blushes, how he blushes, my pretty. Listen charming. to the song of Charming. It is an absolute bop. And also what they are literally singing right now. Yeah, <laughs> Charming. But how could you be sure? I should know it. Oh, I arranged that with Flora. He, his answers rang out with a readiness. She was to get up and look out, which is what she did do. It was all. It was I who fell into the trap. So did she. So she disturbed you, and to see what she was looking at, you also looked. You saw. Well, you. I concurred. Caught your death in the night air. He literally loomed so from this exploit that he could afford ra- radiantly to assent. How otherwise should I have been bad enough? He asked. Then, after another embrace, the incident and our interview closed on my recognition of all the reserves of goodness that, for his joke, he had been able to draw upon. Eh? Eh? So, he's admitted that he's in league with the ghosts with Flora, pretty much. He's in league with the devil. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's vibing that, and Flora's just as in on it as everything. And he's like, um, I wanted you him. to know. And she's like, I want you to know that I'm so naughty, Danny. Literally, like... I'm not a good boy, Danny. I'm a naughty, naughty I'm a boy. Very, very bad boy. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. Mm. So yeah, what exactly just happened? I don't know. I mean, are they dating now? <laughs> Actually, so what do we think he means by being bad? I mean, I do know what he means, but it so it just reads really fucking weird, though, doesn't it? It reads like, very sexual. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, you can't have written that and not know that that was how it's going to come across. Okay, I'm going to just, like, dispel <laughs> with, like, the sexual, like, very, like, over-the-top themes. I was like, he just thinks he's very a naughty boy chatting to ghosts. He's like, it's very cheeky. Like, That's not what it is, though. I mean, it's it's not... Miles is not trying to seduce Danny. No. I will say that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, any, anyone else creeped out by these creepy children, but also by the adults' attitudes who are supposed to be their caregivers as yeah. well. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, why are they, why don't they care? No one cares about the children. And the fucking victim blaming as well, like his decrepit little mind. <laughs> he's in league with coming. Like, no. He's abused. Of course he's in There's no safeguarding him. in this universe. And so not, like, of course he's, quote unquote, in league with his abusers. Like, you would be, wouldn't you? Like, but isn't that what fucking grooming is? Exactly. <laughs> he's being groomed. So By fucking ghosts. By fucking, like, can you imagine that if therapy sessions doesn't allow us? So what, where do you think our trauma comes from? Well, I was abused as a kid. Oh, what, what, who by? Ghosts. I do oh. wonder because there must be some adults out there. Maybe there's some who actually, you know, for whatever other people believe that were abused by ghosts. But there are some adults as well that just fully believe they were abused by ghosts and maybe they weren't. And how do you deal with that in therapy? Just out of like pure curiosity. Yeah. And if they were like, oh yeah, and I'm just terrified of my childhood home because what went on there, it was really horrifically haunted. And if like you're a therapist that doesn't believe that, do you? Do they just find therapists that do believe in ghosts? I mean, when you sign up for therapy, you can request certain things kind of mm, I yeah. only want to talk you to say female. what your issues are yeah, yeah. And like, I only want to talk to female therapists mm. or I only want to talk to a Christian therapist or things mm. like that so I guess yeah. I'm like I only want to talk to someone who believes in the return of the undead mm-hmm. fair enough <coughs> that's my issue <laughs> but then again it's like I don't believe in ghosts so then I would raise the question being like okay but what actually did happen to you in that house it's like that episode yeah in, do you um, need to dig deeper yeah it's like the episode in Hill House when where she thinks it's like Mr. Smiley or something that's abusing her. Yeah, right. it doesn't even come out as abuse at that point. It's yeah. sort of like I don't like the basement. I'm scared of the house. I'm showing behavioural issues because Mr. Smiley is like my nighttime terror. Yeah, and it turns out her caregivers are abusing her in the basement. Yeah, and there's like a weird piece of wood where she would be lying. In which case, yeah, if you went to see like someone who did believe in ghosts, they might actually not uncover the root exactly. of it. But then sometimes in films you see people who do believe in ghosts and they're like, um, but they're extra suspicious because like the majority of the time it's not a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You need someone who sympathizes and be like, of course ghosts are real. But but, but were you right? <laughs> and were you abused, sweetie? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, Miles is a scary chappy and predicted after this encounter and um Predictably, after this encounter, Danny runs off to tell Mrs. Gross all about it. And, oh, the safeguarding angers. <laughs> Deep breath. breath is Mrs. Gross just like, to be honest, Danny, that's why I don't get out of bed at night. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he says. So Danny tells Mrs. Gross what happened when with Miles and that she really thinks the ghosts are messing with the children, but she's also suspicious of the children themselves. <laughs> it's a game, I went on. It's a policy and a fraud. On the part of the little darlings. As yet, mere, as yet, merely lovely babies? Yes, made it mad as that seems. The very act of bringing it out really helped me to trace it, follow it all up and piece it all together. They have been good. They've only been... Uh, they, they haven't been good. They've only been absent. It has been easy to live with them because they're simply leading a life of their own. They're not mine. They're not ours. They are his and they're he- hers. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, the reason the kids are just so good is because they don't need... Well, they don't need caregivers. They don't like need you, adults because they've got the ghosts. And yeah. That's all right. And the ghosts are taking care of them very nicely. To be honest, Dan, you seem a bit like a... <laughs> superfluous. That's situation. the word, yeah. Superfluous. So I'd fuck off, mate. Yeah. Mrs. Gross, in her sweep it under the rug and, um, and ignore it attitude, asks what damage a ghost can really do. Fair point, but no, Gross, you suck. <laughs> Uh, I don't know they can like lead them out in the night where there's lakes literally it's just like hang on hang on um, they were rascals but what can they now do so the ghosts were rascals yeah oh those ghosts they're such rascals and they rape the kids what rascals mm. Um, but what can they now do do I echoed so sorry. I do. I echoed so loud that Miles and Flora, as they passed at their distance, paused an instant in their walk and looked at us. Don't they do enough? Yeah, like, by just being isn't undead. Isn't the fact that we're haunted enough? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't worry about it. But to be fair, she was like, "You should have been around when they were alive and going around raping kids." By comparison, you know, it's fairly chill, Babs. Like, you're so weird. <laughs> you're a weird lady. <laughs> You <laughs> just like you really are a half a cup half full kind of person, aren't you, yeah, Mrs. Gross? You really are. Kind of admirable, but also you yeah. should not work with children. No, no, or any vulnerable people. No, or people. No, no. Like, 
desk job somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ovi, Danny is like, is it the fact there are ghosts haunting them bad enough? Yeah. Um, and I quite agree. So from here, Gross starts to actually worry a little for Danny's sanity. Uh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> and suggests it might be time to tell the master. Actually, some sensible advice yeah. from Gross. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. It's it? because she doesn't have to do it. She's like, why don't you tell the master at fucking last the buck is passed? Is that the saying? Pass yeah. the buck? Yeah. Yeah, so it's all very odd. Anyway, Danny's horrified by the suggestion. Disturb a man? A man who has said he does not want to be disturbed? Mm. And over the silly little notion of the children in his care being abused by ghosts? Certainly. Certainly not. <laughs> all right. Can see why you, miss, miss, why you and Mrs. Gross are getting on so Literally. well. Literally. Their uncle must do the preventing. He must take them away. And who's to make him? She had been scanning the distance, but she now, but now, she now dropped on me a foolish face. Hmm? You, miss? Mm. As in, like, obviously you as their main caregiver. Yeah, you should say. By writing to him that his house is poisoned and his little nephew and niece mad. But if they are, miss, and if I myself, you mean... That's charming news to be sent to um, him by a person enjoying his confidence and whose prime undertaking was to give him no worry. Oh, yeah, let the children die just so you don't disturb a man. <laughs> Literally. And why, when she found out that everyone else was doing this at the beginning, when she got there, and she was like, oh, my God, like, why wouldn't you care for the children? Why now has she gone, like, full circle? And just like... She's a dick. Like, yeah, let's not disturb the men and uh, let the children take it on. Imagine, and like, obviously, every parent care in every situation is sort of like... Well, I mean, you know, you do get very demanding intense well not even that like just very worried parents mm. obviously I was like well I don't I don't want to be disturbed mm. no one wants to be disturbed <laughs> but I also don't want my kids like, like to abused. be abused yeah. or neglected yeah so you know like imagine like you know mm. like if you got home and sort of like oh sorry I fell down the stairs and like you know I starved for a couple of this nights this is the last thing I need right now Katie why don't you fucking call me soon and you'd be like I just didn't want to disturb you so like now your leg's gone septic and it has to be locked up. I'd it's rather much, you have called me. It's a much bigger fucking issue yeah. now. Anyway, Mrs. Gross considered following the children again. Yes, he does. He do hate worry. That was the great reason why those fiends took him in so long. And now you're taking him in yeah. by not reporting it. No doubt, though, his indifference must be, have been awful. As I'm not a fiend at any rate, I shouldn't take him in. Pardon? So but you are taking him because you're not telling him. Yeah, so like, I won't tell him anything because I shouldn't worry him like those fiends. Well, no, they didn't tell him that they were abusing the kids, so... They could carry on abusing. Now, now you're abusing because you're neglecting the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And that is also abuse. Yeah. So what is your argument here, Danny? <sighs> Victorians. Victorians. <laughs> Shameful behaviour. All, all Victorians will need to do a lot fucking better. They do, really. It's just... It's, you know, it, that's not good enough, my friend. <laughs> anyway, sensible stuff, clearly. It just it really irritates me, like, this idea that their uncle's peace of mind is more important than their literal lives. Mm, mm. Like, imagine, like in therapy years later, like, and why do you think um, you're, you're, you have such trust issues with others? Well, my, every caregiver I ever had just didn't want to disturb anyone by telling them I was being abused, so I let it go on for years. <laughs> There's, like, a whole thing, really, you know, really like, intense. you are worthy of love, you are worthy of being taken care of, you are worthy of um, yeah. not being abused. And just, like, literally, like, well, they didn't even think it was worth reporting because <laughs> like, everyone they, just they put... They didn't be asked to write the letter. No, they just didn't want to disturb my uncle because, yeah, um, he was more important than all of us. Yeah. Um, I do get that she also thinks he might... He, he might not believe her and will probably fire her, but still, you have to report it. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> your job is not more important than the children's lives yeah, and well-being. Yeah. Anyway, Danny um, gets suspicious that Mrs. Gross might betray her. <gasps> I think of the warning I now gave her. If you should so lose your head as to appeal to him for me, she was really frightened. Yes, miss. I would leave on the spot, both him and you. So, also, you can't report that the children are in danger now. Yeah. Because then we're in a fight. We're in a fight. <laughs> like, I will leave. I think you'd be fired. But yeah, okay. literally. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Different route, same end, Danny. So, oh, uh, no. Danny fucking sucks. They all Danny fucking does. Suck. Everyone fucking sucks. Anyway, calm down, Danny. Gross is doing the right thing, finally. So yeah. after this, um, I feel, talking like a true English teacher, we really start to see Danny's mental stability start to unravel. <laughs> One minute she's convinced the children are in on it, the next she thinks they're innocent little angels. She even questions if they even see the ghosts at all. <laughs> well, they seem to be chatting away, Danny, so... Oh, this, yeah, this is the weird bit. 
I continued unmolested. <laughs> if unmolested, one can call a young woman whose sensibility had, in the most extraordinary fashion, not declined, but deepened. Okay. Okay. I think there was a lot of being unmolested in Jane Eyre. Yeah, uh, they yeah. also say love making a lot, don't they? When they just mm, mean like just on a chat. Yeah, we just went for a romantic walk. So they were making love. Gosh, <laughs> in the park, walking along, love making. Well, it's impressive. That's quite <laughs> impressive. Like, gosh, did you see where you're going? Um, I had then expressed what was vividly in my mind the truth, whether the children really saw or not. Since that is, it was not yet definitely proved. I greatly preferred, as I safeguard. <laughs> as I safeguard the fullness of my own exposure. Oh yeah, you are safeguarding <clears throat> yourself, Babs. One hundo. Yeah. Molested. Molested. <laughs> Disgusting. So anyway, she still hasn't told the uncle. But her and the children are constantly hoping he'll surprise them all with a visit, even though he literally gives zero fuck. Yeah. Up. Do you think Uncle will visit us this weekend? Maybe. Also, I fucking hope not because I'm lying about all the horrors that are going on here. And if he comes and sees it, it's going to be pretty fucking hard to deny. But she also wants him to come as well. Oh, maybe so like it spares. So sorry. So is the idea that he'll come there, he'll see all the horrors going on. And then she'll be like, I worried that, you know, if I message you, you wouldn't understand. And he'll be like, so this has been going on a fucking while and you haven't told me. Yeah. Like, Like, is that the logic? It literally makes no sense because if she's worried he won't believe her. Yeah. If she's like, something's wrong with the children, I need you to come home. I know you don't mm. want to be disturbed, but lol joke, the kids' lives. Yeah. So yeah. come home. If she wants him to come home, you can get him home and then see the weird shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Makes Just no sense. Summon him. Summon the man. Summon the man. So anyway, she still hasn't told the uncle. Um, but yeah, the children and him, the children and her are constantly hoping he'll turn up. Just time. rock up and have a, see all the shit for himself. Yeah. He never wrote to them. That may have been selfish, but it was part. But it was a part of the flattery of his trust of myself. For the way in which a man pays his highest tribute to a woman is apt to be, but the more festal celebration of one of the sacred laws of his comfort. So the fact that he sort of like trusts her to just yeah. get on with it is like it's such <clears throat> a compliment to me. No, it's not a compliment to you. He gives zero fucks. <coughs> And he's letting his kids be abused because of it. Yeah. Also, the fact he's letting me do all the work shows that he respects me. Oh, isn't that a convenient... Oh, isn't, that, isn't that how it is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's actually a compliment they let me do all the work. He means he trusts and thinks I'm mm. capable. It's like, mm. firstly, that's fucking rude. And suddenly, mm. so patronising. Like, mm. I don't think I ever need to do the washing up. Because you're so good to do so You're so good, clever girl. I don't need a part in planning <laughs> our wedding because you just plan things so, so you're well. You're such a clever little mm, button. <laughs> like, oh, thank off. you. Oh, thank you. I feel so honoured. And now I'll have to do all the work. <laughs> While you do nothing. That's clever best. <laughs> clever, clever bastards no, we really don't give men enough credit for their <laughs> gaslighting skills <laughs> gaslighting manipulation you know what guys when you're good at something you're good at something I mean, it's good i'm just saying like, you got some skills in a uh, being a fucking cunt yeah well done well done this thing is sort of like it's almost impressive the level of thought that went into that mm. wow i feel it's just in some men's nature though yeah like, like into entitlement isn't it it's instinct instinct <laughs> cunt Idiot. stink cunt stink Secondly, how can she respect this man who literally doesn't care enough to at least check in? Also, he only met Danny once. One afternoon, he was yeah. like, yeah, you can look after the kids that are mm-hmm. in my care forever and I won't check in with you. She's been there like four months. Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, and she could be an abuser. By his logic as well. And he's like, and I haven't heard anything. Oh, she must be so good at her job. Or I haven't heard anything. She's running fucking riot being an abuser. Yeah. yeah. I remember just being like, I haven't heard anything. But also, I remember there was a letter from the schoolmaster, and I know I asked her to sort it out, but maybe I should know something. Yeah, maybe you should, like, send something my way. Like, but yeah, oh, it's just, it's messed up. Can you imagine if it's your brief looking after children, they were like, my number one objective for you is that I do not want to hear anything. You're like, um, that's, uh, I know it's our favourite word in this, but a safeguarding issue. Oh, uh, uh, well, okay, but I'll be reporting you. Oh. Yeah, literally. I thought I didn't want to hear anything. Well, you won't because you'll be in prison. Yeah, so, well, the kids won't be in your responsibility yeah. anymore, so in your care. Second, so, yeah, how can she respect a man who doesn't care enough to at least check in from season to season on how his niece <laughs> and nephew are? In the spring, how do they Literally. do? Literally. If I were that, if, if he were the, their aunt, he would be such a cold hearted yeah. villain. It's just oh like, my gosh, he would, yeah. Like, but they're just like, he just doesn't really care. No. Oh well. But no, he's a man. Like so Jane Eyre's aunt, she was a dick. She like, was a dick. Yeah, she didn't check in after Jane went to school. She gave no fucks. But she was a dick. She was a dick. And yeah. he's just like, I'm like, 
every now and then they're like, it's a bit selfish of him. Yeah. But what are you going to do? And Jane A went to go see her aunt on her deathbed, didn't she? And she was well nice to her. And we were like, Jane, fuck that woman up. I was just like, come back, both. Yeah, Jane. literally. She was a fucking dick. It's like that idea, like being like, Jim, you're a sweet woman. Like, I have been abused and mistreated by you, but I'll still be nice to you. Like, mm. I'm on my deathbed. Will you come to me, child? Get fucked. Wasn't the aunt though as well? Like, Jane came and was like, Aunt, will you love me now? And the aunt was like, No, I didn't like you when I was well. Why would I like when I'm sick? Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I'm like, At least she's consistent. At least she's consistent, but also Jane. Needy. Yeah, like, ooh, I bet that's fucking savage. Like, on her deathbed, she'll feel bad. I don't give a fuck. I always thought you were a dick. Okay. But then she continues to be nice and stays yeah. with her cousins. Yeah. Like, I understand that initially being like, I just need, like, a parental figure in my life. Like, please, on your deathbed, just But then she married her parental figure. <laughs> Day issues. Slightly. But anyway, this isn't a deep dive into Jane. <laughs> Go back and listen if you haven't. That's a good season. Um... So, a few days later, one crisp autumn Sunday morning, Lovely. they're all walking to church when Miles voices something that alarms Danny. Gross. Look here, my dear, you know, he charmingly said. When in the world, please, am I going back to school? Feel, <laughs> You've been expelled, bubby boy. I feel like everything Miles said has to be said in this voice. Of course. Because it's how he talks. Mm. Um, he's, a very, he's a very plummy gentleman. <laughs> um, well, the thing is... Because he's never mentioned his school, yeah, the letter wasn't addressed to him. Like, does he not know? I, I think he knows, but because Danny has no concept of how, like, why he was expelled. Mm. So, and also because she's a, just a fucking dick. Yeah. So she hasn't re-enrolled him in any school or anything. She's basically like, "And me and Flora not enough for you." Well, no, because I'm a, I want to learn. Well, so that's fucking manipulative. Like, oh, so manipulative. Shall I go back to school? Like, oh, so you want to go to school? Well, yeah. you know, a bit for my future and shit. Like, like oh, I see how it is. Basic, like, basically. You're the fucking adult here, Danny. Literally, like, like, she gets really, like, weird about it. You know, my dear, that for a fellow to be with a lady... me nothing, Miles? <laughs> Did that kiss me nothing to you? I thought we shared a moment. <laughs> like, and this is why I have to go back to school, Danny. Because <laughs> you are a problem. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, my dear, that for a fellow to be with a lady always, and she's just like listening to this being like, oh, I wouldn't prefer to be with a lady always. For that for a fellow to be oh. with a lady always, oh. and then she cuts him off because um, we just go into her monologue being like, his my dear was constantly on his lips for me, and nothing could have expressed more the exact shade of the sentiment. Oh. Gross. Like, she just, she's not even listening, she's just like, I love it when you call me my dear. <laughs> it makes you feel so special. Baby. I like to call you baby. <laughs> going on in Danny's head. Safeguarding. Yeah. And she's like, oh, would you not miss Flora? So much manipulation. Yeah. Oh, of course, she's a jolly perfect lady. Ooh. But after all, I'm a fellow, don't you see? Who's, well, getting on. <laughs> Amazing. And honestly, like, Miles is my favourite. <laughs> uh, it's a problematic chat, but fucking funny. Mm. Um, so that happened. I don't really know why Danny is so uneasy about the topic, other than that she's weirdly insecure. So she's like, "Is my am I not clever enough to teach you?" Like, mm, well, probably not. No. Like, well, are you no, a teacher? You were raised on a farm. You're you you're you're not the son of a preacher man. You're the daughter <laughs> of a preacher man. So, uh, yeah. although, like, your education probably isn't the best. Yeah, like, and. I get the impression he was probably going to quite a prestigious school. Yeah, like, his so uncle's got a lot well, of money. I'm meant to be training to be a doctor or a lawyer, Daddy. Yeah. Are you a doctor or a lawyer? <laughs> Can you quite keep up with that, Daddy? And also, did we have a conversation last week about how I'm overtaking you in mathematic ability? <laughs> yes. So, as a 10-year-old, overtaking you in mathematic ability, <laughs> do you not think that maybe it's time for me to return to school? <laughs> yeah, maybe, Daddy. Come on now. Come on, Daddy. Pull your head out your ass. Come send on. me to school. Send me to fucking school. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, she's fucking weird about it. Mm. To be fair, the main reason is that she it, that she still doesn't know why he's been expelled. So she's a bit like, I don't know how to go. But then again, be a fucking adult and contact the school and say, I cannot in good faith look after this child or re-enroll him in a new school until I understand the specifics or find it on in your establishment. Also, lol joke, did you actually have grounds to expel him? Because I do not know what fucking happened. He seems fine to me. Does yeah. he's possessed by ghosts and is really creepy. I, I need him to go to A school, so fucking shut up. <laughs> like, oh, the ghosts don't follow him. Yeah. I think. Do the I ghosts follow Ghosts. Will, will the ghosts go to your school, Miles? I don't think so. He, we don't think so. <laughs> we don't think they're following. We think they're more attached to the house. <laughs> so will you take him back? No. <laughs> no. Ghosts. <laughs> so yeah, her main reason is that she's stuck her head in the sand. She doesn't want to deal with the fact that her perfect little Miles 
clearly has something wrong with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Because she's like, <laughs> don't look under that rock. <laughs> that's the thing. She's because like, like she says a bit later on. She's like, clearly like you know he's not naughty. He's not disruptive. He's not this like the fact he's he is fucking so, creepy. <laughs> he's fucking creepy, but he's so good in so many ways that she basically includes like he must have done something really fucked up. Yeah. Don't want to dig into that. Why not? Weird. Anyway, um, so they kind of dance around the subject and basically end up saying that his uncle has to come home to sort it all out. And Mars is basically like, well, will uncle come and sort it out and send me back to school then? She literally says, I don't think your uncle much cares. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, why is she mum earlier? uh, Because of our parents. I think we mentioned that earlier. Um, uh, Our parents, our mother said that she was going to be making a cake and it's just been Katie's birthday. And Katie was like, oh, what's the occasion? And mum just coldly went, Easter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I see. All right, she's like, you already had two birthday cakes. (laughs) Not from me though, mummy. Like, ah, fuck off. It's definitely not a birthday cake for Katie. It's got eggs on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write, write my name on it and I sing. <laughs> anyway, to which Miles responds, um, then don't you think he can be made to to care? Mm. Um, in what way? Why? By his coming down. Who will get him to come down? Yeah. I will. The boy said with extraordinary Sorry, brightness. Fucking emphasis. boy taking like the adult role, like. Well, I'll fucking get him to come down then, Danny, because I have to go back to school, Which you twat. It's so, like, fucking useless to be like, well, if you can't re-enroll me in school, then can my uncle, why don't your uncle cares, mate? Can he be made to? Probably not. How would you do that? Can we get him to come down? <sighs> Who's going to do that? I, I guess I, I will. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, Danny, as we were going back to before, this is why you can't raise me. <laughs> yeah, you're a terrible, terrible person. Literally. Good luck with that, Miles. Mm. So Miles declares he will be the one to bring his uncle home mm. and happily skips off into church. <laughs> Danny does not follow. Danny feels a rift coming between her and Miles as clearly she isn't enough for him anymore. Did that kiss me nothing, Miles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a moment. She's <clears throat> weird. weird. <laughs> She's weird. Um, the kid just wants to go to school. Literally, he just wants a normality left. He's uh, brought back. He's just living with ghosts. Yeah, and he's like, he's been there for like a couple of months. He's like, it's a bit intense now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I should probably go back to school, shouldn't I? No, why not? Mm. Like, okay. Like, Danny, I can feel my brain dissolving talking to you. Literally, fucking shameful. So she doesn't follow them into church. No, Danny decides it's time to pack and run. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So turning quickly. She makes her way back to Bly, planning to be gone before they've even noticed her absence. Sorry, biggest fucking overreaction in the world. Like, oh, I'll get my uncle to come back and we'll see about me going to school. Well, I'm fucking off, mate. Literally, <laughs> like, meant to be in charge. Yeah. So and it's not because she's like, oh, the uncle's going to come back and he's going to be really angry because I've, like, you know, been allowing ghosts out. It's just literally like, well, he doesn't like me anymore. He says I'm not a good enough teacher for him anymore. Again, he is like, meant to be, like, coming, becoming, like, a lawyer or a doctor or something. The, the the original agreement was that she would have Miles in the holidays, yeah. and then Miles would go to school. She, she, she is a fragile one, this Danny, yeah. isn't she? She's, she's only meant off. to like be a full time carer for Danny, for I'm sorry, yeah. for Flora. <laughs> to be fair, I think that was a perfectly correct Freudian slip because yeah. um, she can't even care for herself. <laughs> she can't. Fucking shameful. Anyway, so Danny turns um and quickly hurries back to Bly, planning to be gone before they've even noticed her absence. Upon getting back to Bly, though, Danny steps into the schoolroom to gather her things. And what might she see there? A ghost. What page are we going to? Uh, the one with the ghosts. Seated at my own table in the clear noonday light, Fucking I audacity. saw a person whom, without my previous experience, I should have taken at the first blush for some housemaid who might have stayed at home to look after the place and who, availing herself of the rare relief from observation and of the schoolroom table, and my pens and ink and paper had applied herself to the considerable effort of a letter to her sweetheart. Okay, first you're fucking savage. Oh, at first I thought it was a housemaid who had, you know, had applied herself to the considerable effort of writing a letter. Because, uh, she loves to focus on the fact that most of the um, staff can't read and write. Oh, okay. So yeah. she's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot for their brain. Very yeah. rude, Danny. Very rude. Very condescending. Very condescending. So you're like, oh, you're you also, is this the thing like maybe a housemaid? It's not that big a house with that many people. Do you not know all the you know, people that work yeah, there? Yeah, such a fucking dick. Um, there was an effort in the way that while her arms rested on the table, her hands with the evident weariness supported her head. But at the moment I took this in, I had already become aware that, in spite of my entrance, her attitude strangely persisted. Then it was with the very act of its announcing itself 
that her identity flared up in a change of posture. She rose, not as if I had heard, not as if she had heard me, but with an indescribable grand melancholy of indifference and detachment, and within a dozen feet of me stood there as my vile predecessor. <gasps> Dishonoured and tragic, she was all be all before me, but even I fixed and for memory secured it. The awful image passed away. Dark as midnight in her black dress, her haggard beauty and yeah. her unutterable woe. She had looked at me long enough to appear to say that her right to sit at my table was as good as mine to sit at hers. While these instances lasted, indeed, I had the extraordinary chill of a feeling that it was I who was the intruder. Mm. It, was as, it was as a wild protest against it that actually addressing her, You terrible, miserable woman! I heard myself break yeah. into, a, into the sound that by the open door rang through the long passage and the empty house. She looked at me as if she'd heard me, but I had recovered myself and cleared the air. There was nothing in the room the next minute but the sunshine and the sense that I must stay. Oh, no, I, I was kind of behind you leaving, Danny, to be honest. Yeah, so was I. So and I... also, Flora kind of seems to vibe with dead Mrs. Jessel, and so like Miss Jessel, so I do kind of feel like you might be intruded slightly, Danny. Yeah. So jog on. Jog on, Danny. Jog on. Enough for you. And also, if you do jog on, Danny, the uncle might actually come home. Yeah, to be fair, you're leaving, Danny, might actually be the kickstart to actually sort all this stuff out. So, uh, back off. Back off. Back off. Is that it? That's it all for this week, folks. <laughs> well, what a fucking journey. I feel like ghosts and child abuse and child safeguard boobs. Child boobs and uh, safeguarding issues all around. Yeah. Fucking hell. So if you do work with children, if you are like a solo nanny person for a family, um, if the children are being raped by ghosts, Report that. Yeah, just, just a little advice, just a little hint, just a little little one right there. And uh, Miss Jessel seems to be getting a bit bolder. Yeah, and coming straight to Danny now. Coming straight to Danny, you're looking at her like, and then when she gets screamed at, she's like, "Bitch, it's my table first. Yeah, literally. Sorry, but why is it the meme of the lady and the cat, Mister <laughs> um, Danny, just there like, "You terrible, miserable woman," and Miss mm. Jessel is kind of like, "It was my one first. Yeah, I was here first. Like, <laughs> literally the same." <laughs> same person <laughs> making that meme now yeah well guys if you like what you've heard follow on the socials and everything and you really like what you've heard, heard head over to patreon where hopefully i will learn to talk and there is a story about poo on there yeah so many stories about poo oh there's many a story yeah. about poo i didn't tell my vomit story it wasn't very interesting i just oh. cleaned up a sink full of vomit not my own not her own there you go plot twist there yeah. right guys uh we will see you all he I don't fucking know, guys. We will guys, present more things next like week. Twenty past ten. <laughs> I'm so. just thinking. I've got to sing the outro. Sing. <laughs> Shall I just do it? Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh fuck's sake! Bye. <laughs>